Welcome to the E Street Cafe podcast, the cool, friendly place for great music chat. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeff Matthews, and welcome to another episode of the E Street Cafe podcast. Yes, hello once again. Great to have you all on board again. And today I'm joined once again by my good friend, Dan French. Hi, Dan. Hey, Jeff. It's great to be here with uh, familiar faces. Yes, it's getting very, very comfortable in the East Street Cafe now, isn't it? it certainly is. It is. It feels like second home to me. Um, so, Dan, so without further ado, shall I introduce today's special guest on the East Street Cafe podcast? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. So, we are honoured today to host Donna from Bruce Funds. And quite famously in 2013, Bruce saw uh, a business card for Bruce Funds and he asked, what is this? Is this an investment firm? <laughs> that was my Bruce impersonation, which didn't go down too well. <laughs> um, so, Donna, welcome. And um, I, I must admit that uh, up until about 30 seconds ago, I didn't even know your surname. And we're going to leave it out because when somebody says it's Donna from Bruce Funds, um, me and Dan know somebody called Laura from. That's her name, Laura from. And when I first heard it's Laura from, I thought, yeah, Laura from where? <laughs> but we know you're Donna from Bruce Fund, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful cafe. I'm so happy to be here. And, and Rosie's here, and she's, she's glad that you've joined us today. And um, she's already here, pen and paper in hand, ready to take your order. What would you like? Rosie, I would love to have a bacon buddy. <laughs> and um, a nice cup of English tea, please. Oh, have you adapted that choice just for us because you're talking to two Englishmen today? Well, the UK has has a really special place in my heart. To, in my mind, I'm right there with you. So definitely. Brilliant. And and I've, I wanted to do this. So this is um, we're well into this podcast now. And Rosie's brought my coffee. And what I haven't done is actually poured my coffee close to the microphone. So for effect, this is um, sound effects. Beautiful. I'll hope so. I hope that comes across okay. If not, I'll have to import an MP3 off the internet or something. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so um, that's great. I'm glad you're with us. And without further ado, we've got quite a few questions for you. And for those of um, for, for those of our listeners that don't know who you are and what you do, it, it's a great opportunity to um, for you to to talk to us. So so I'll hand over to Dan. Donna, it's so great to have you with us. Um, a really warm welcome to you. And um, so yeah, we should probably start at the beginning. Um, so for our listeners unfamiliar with Bruce Funds, please could you summarize um, how you started and how it works? Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to tell more people. Bruce Funds grew out of my own initiative of giving away my extra ticket. And I had an extra ticket because my plus one was always my mother and her health got to a point where she decided she could no longer attend a show, but it was a day to day sort of thing with her um, due to her pain management. So I always kept buying an extra ticket and in the hopes that she would be able to attend on the day. And if that was not the case. I would find myself with this extra ticket often at the last moment 
And instead of selling it to someone, I started giving it away. And the reason it caught on worldwide was because of social media back in 2012. So that's when you started uh, over 10 years ago now. Yes, 10 years ago on Twitter, when Twitter was a quaint, tiny little Springsteen enclave, and uh, we all knew one another, and we networked that way. That's how people started hearing about, oh, there's this woman on the Internet who's giving tickets away to Springsteen shows. So it grew from there, really, and um, it became quite international early on, thanks to a fan named May in Norway and a fan named Craig in South Africa. So it's uh, it was nothing I visually or mentally conceived of. It sort of just grew organically. That's often the best way when things just kind of happen and have a life of their own. And um, it, it uh, speaks you, to you the I, fan base. That's right. Yeah. Yes, the, the community. Uh, you mentioned a couple of folks who helped you out. And, of course, you and I know other people like um, Annie in London and uh, uh, there's Tom in Dublin and Anne in Copenhagen. So, yeah, it really is uh, a, a global and international effort, although obviously you're the, um, the, the key person seem, seemingly holding it all together. I, yeah, I like to refer to myself as a conduit of energy. Um, I People have extra tickets, people need tickets, and I just kind of make it, make the connection, and that's how it really flows best when it's not really thought of overly much, and it's very simple. People try to complicate it by buying tickets or, or telling me they could buy my tickets if I get them you know, special privileges like, oh, can I get them backstage? Or it's nothing like that. It's it's by fans and it's for fans, and it's very simple. Always best to keep it simple, and uh, and anything anything really is a, a rule with life. So, um, I, I understand that Bruce Funds uh, obviously isn't an, an official part of Bruce's organization, but uh, um, has it been? Uh, recognized and encouraged by any others close to Bruce? Actually, yes. Um, from the beginning, I believe in 2012, towards the end of the Wrecking Ball tour, because I was on E Street Radio and I was um, talking to Dave Marsh a lot, he shared my initiative with Barbara Carr and Barbara Carr told the entire band one day about what I was doing. So they were all very much aware early on. And then through Holly Cara Price, rest her soul. Mm. Um, yes. Sometimes uh, when there was, would be a more difficult campaign, uh, for example, um, uh, someone's fighting cancer, um, Holly would keep an eye on those sorts of campaigns. And if she felt she could help out a little bit, she would contact me and let me know um, it, her idea about, well, you know, how do we, how do we accommodate this person who maybe needs a special seat, for example? 
So it's certainly um, well known in the Bruce camp, but they don't um, necessarily participate overly much. Understood. Yeah, that that really makes sense. But it's great that there is that recognition, at least. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, just to sort of elaborate a little more, um, for, again, people who are unfamiliar, are there uh, maybe some recent success stories you'd like to share? One or two. We just had a success story um, in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, we had a Silver Star Vietnam veteran who had written to me um, months ago, more than six months ago, and he was hoping for even one ticket. Despite being disabled, he knew two tickets would be very hard to find, and I told him I would do my best, but we have no guarantee because Hollywood, Florida was a very difficult ticket to, mm. for anybody to get, let alone the pricing on it. Um, but luckily, um, Amy Lofgren, who is a fan herself, she says she's a fan of the band herself. She's a fan of Bruce Springsteen herself. Um, actually purchased and donated two tickets. Um, in memory of, of Holly. Wonderful. Yeah. So that was an extraordinary situation. I would like to tell anybody listening that that is not the norm. That is really the exception to what happens. But um, it was a beautiful thing because while we were close to uh, having a successful campaign, we would not have been able to get him two tickets without Amy's help. We would, we probably would have secured one ticket. Um, but this way he was able to go with someone who could help him with his mobility issues. So it really worked out for the best. Right. And I imagine the only other person that might have been, been able to help you with something like that would have been maybe Holly back in the day. Uh, I know she certainly Absolutely. helped me with a pair of tickets once or twice. Here's yeah, to Holly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, here's to Holly. We're raising yeah. our, our cups and glasses to Yeah, we are, we are. And um, for those who don't know, Holly Price passed away four or five years ago, was it now? It was the day that um, President Biden's um, inauguration was confirmed, I believe. Oh, right. It wasn't that long ago then, was it? It was um, whenever it was. But uh, Holly... Um, Donna, you probably won't know this, but when me and Dan started fanzines, um, 1980 up to whenever it was in the eight, early 80s, if you look back at some of the early editions where it's got the acknowledgements and thanks, I think Holly Cara Price is in every, or Holly Cara, she was at the time, was in every episode because she contributed to every fanzine editor and every fanzine. And she was, you know, by pen and paper those days, it was, you know, we were we were writing to her, she was sending us stuff. She was a great help, so we, we, we do dearly miss her. And I think the work that you've mentioned there, especially the, the recent gig at Hollywood, I think it was a 7,000-seater, wasn't it? To score two tickets there was a special coup for you, um, and, and thanks to thanks to Amy for doing that. But um, one, one thing I wanted to move on and ask you is that um, 
you've mentioned about how you try and secure the tickets or, or how you pass them on, the unwanted tickets to the deserving people that you identify. Yeah. Um, but do you raise funds in any other way through merchandise or, or, or any other means? Well, we have these things called conversation starters. I call them that because a lot of people say, well, Bruce funds, what's that? And so a way to get the conversation started is you can wear a T-shirt that says it, or you can have a mug that says it, and that way somebody asks and you have a you have an intro to start a conversation to talk more about it. They don't really raise money per se. I think each T-shirt might get me $2 back, so it's not a moneymaker um, mm -hmm. because it's print on demand. But, you know, Two dollars is better than no dollars, right? So it's always um, it's always a good thing to see someone's purchase merchandise. But I I think of it more as a conversation starter. Um, as to the other part of your question, people do donate money, and the money I don't ask for it. It's just available. It's on the website if people want to send money in. The money goes to offsetting. Uh, one of our recipients' costs for the night. Mm -hmm. At least here in the U.S., seeing a show has become a luxury. Yeah. And there's transportation, parking. Uh, sometimes people need childcare. Um, the whole night is something that they haven't imagined. It's in their wildest dreams. Oftentimes it's maybe their first concert ever. And because they haven't planned for it, they ha they certainly don't have a budget for it. Yeah. We try to make sure that there's nothing um, about the night that's going to cause them any level of stress. So if someone, uh, you know, needs to pay for gas, maybe they have to drive an hour there and an hour back. Yeah. You know, so we try to offset those costs. But it's like you say, you know, you, you're not just... Um passing on a ticket or buying a ticket for a three-hour rock show here, you want to make sure that the the recipient is actually having an experience that night. You know, we know that if you go to a, to a soccer match, you go to a gig, the price of a beer in these venues are astronomical. You've got to get there. You've got to pay $15, $20 for parking, wherever it may be. So, yeah, it, it's a very costly experience. And, and especially now, it, it brings us on to the point, the controversial point, I suppose, of dynamic pricing, because yeah, I think you've been living underground if we, we don't recognize or, or hear about dynamic pricing. So if you're trying to secure tickets, unwanted tickets that people want to sell on for the price that they've paid, but they've paid dynamic price how does that work or, or what's your feeling on, on dynamic pricing generally my feelings about dynamic pricing are very personal uh, and i'm able to separate that from bruce funds mm -hmm. i can talk about it personally um <clears throat> it's devastating um i myself uh have had to alter what kind of shows, how many shows I can go to. And I'm not just talking about Bruce. I'm talking about music in general. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's been a shocking, unfortunate new layer to enjoying life. Um, 
with Bruce funds, the tickets are the tickets and they are either donated or they're not. And I learned this lesson from Broadway. Broadway was announced. The ticket costs were announced. I said to myself and out loud, actually, there's no way I'm going to be able to help people with this. I'm going to have to say Broadway is off limits for Bruce funds. I'm sorry. And I did say that, but people surprised me and said, Hey, I have a ticket or I have two tickets even, and I would rather donate them than sell them. And guys, my mind just blew open at people's generosity and, I was able to put put people into those seats in Broadway that they had no they had no idea they would ever go see something like that and they were so appreciative and it was a lot of teachers, a lot of healthcare workers. Yeah. Um so it goes right back to yes, dynamic pricing exists. But fans are still listening to, you know, nobody wins unless everybody wins. And it's it's better to pay it forward. The E Street Cafe podcast. Friendly chats, great stories, interesting guests. Hit the follow button and remember, this is not a dark ride. And I remember some of the chatter going on around Broadway and um, people were saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going again. You know, when he did the second run and whatever, they were saying, oh, we're going again. And people were turning up at three or four Broadway shows when there's an absolute, you know, it's a very static performance, of course, in terms of what he performed. And I, I remember a lot of the chatter on Facebook at the time was, well, hey, dude, why don't you just give a ticket to somebody else who would deserve it more or would appreciate it more rather than just go and see the same thing again? Watch, watch it on Netflix. You want to see it a second time. No. <laughs> that is the that is the other side of humanity, right? So we have we have incredibly, incredibly generous people, and then yeah. we have people who only think about themselves, and that's you know humanity right there in a nutshell, right? I, I think so. I think so. So in in terms of I hate to use the word the phrase business model, but it's the, probably the best, most appropriate one I can think of. But in terms of the challenges that we've got at the moment with ticket pricing, will you have to change your business model or the way that you're operating to help people for the foreseeable future? I haven't had to, no. Um, no. I've always approached it when someone writes in and nominates someone or themselves. I always, one of the very first things I say back is there's absolutely no guarantee. It's all dependent upon someone's generosity to donate those tickets. If those tickets come in, I'll contact you. If they don't come in, I'll contact you and say, maybe we have to wait for stadium dates. You know, I always keep a running list. And uh, if I can't get someone in on this leg, if Bruce comes back around with additional dates, they're right at the top of the list for the next opportunity. Um, so I really haven't had to shift it thankfully um if people stop donating then i just say well close to 700 fans being helped is better than zero and that will be tested won't it donna when he swings back to the states uh late summer after he's done europe when he will be playing the stadiums 
Um, we're yet to see any announcements and we're yet to see any kind of um, correction to the dynamic pricing model. Um, so that will be interesting just to monitor, see how it affects the fans, see how it affects you. But, um, yeah, wait and see, I guess. Yes, I uh, I don't think there will be a correction, but that's just my <laughs> personal opinion. We can hope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> we do have some uh, UK. We have a UK request in right now, I, if I could mention it. Yeah, sure. Um, we Vinny is a fan. He wrote in that he's a 24-7 caregiver for his wife. Uh -huh. who's uh, medically challenged in many ways. And um, as you might know, being a, a round-the-clock caregiver uh, doesn't pay very much. And they have a um, nine-year-old son. So they are dearly hoping uh, to attend either of the Hyde Park uh, shows. Yeah. Um, he, he even said, um, I think that could take the, we could get them on the train up to, um, Villa Park, is it? Yeah, so, Villa Park, Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that you can, people who are interested in, in helping on that campaign just have to go to the website, which is brucefunds.org and click on, uh, 2023, uh, campaigns and they'll, they'll scroll down and see, picture of Vinny and read more about the challenges he and his wife face. Well, I hope somebody listening here, we have probably um, about 40% of our listeners are UK based and probably 30 odd percent are US based, but we, you know, we have quite a strong UK contingent. So anybody listening that has tickets for either London or Birmingham Villa Park, and they even have just one to spare, get in touch with Donna. That'd be great if you could help Vinny. Yeah, the great thing about Hyde Park, I mean, the great and maybe the pro and con of it is, you know, it's just open. So mm. if someone only has one ticket, as long as it's the same uh, category of ticket, we can always find another one to pair yeah. it up with. You sure. know, that's the beauty. Excellent. Yes. And uh, as you say, I mean, you know, also, as you've just been saying, you know, 700 success stories is um, must be something that really... Uh, encourages you uh, just to remember remember that every now and then. So uh, I try not to look in the rearview mirror, but every <laughs> now and then it's it's good to take stock. You know, it there's there's been more accomplished than I ever imagined. So it's very positive. If you ever need to uh, encourage yourself, I'm sure that that's a, a great way to do it. If uh, if you need it, and um, it's very impressive, something to be hugely proud of. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. So um, just um, focusing more on, on you as a Bruce fan yourself, um, do you have a particular f uh, favorite concert memory you'd like to share with us? Well, my favorite memories lately especially um, involve my mom just looking over at her. And this was a woman who was in constant pain guys and she her doctors could never really find a way to manage her help her manage her pain so imagine someone is is in so much pain that an hour before the show she's saying she really doesn't think she can go but somehow you get her there and 
Clarence is playing the saxophone, and I look over at this woman next to me, and I don't recognize her, you guys. She is dancing. She is singing. She is clapping her hands. She's almost bouncing up and down, and I'm like, who is this woman? You know, it's just... Transforming. Oh, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Just absolutely the best. Yeah, I can totally imagine that's a, 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 a very obviously a, a favorite memory for you. Yeah. And and um, so look, but looking forward to the um, the immediate future, we hope you'll be able to catch uh, a show or two yourself. Uh, can you tell us your plans yourself for this tour? Yes, some very dear girlfriends are gathering in Detroit and I am expected there. <laughs> so excellent. I will not I will not be letting my friends down. Um I, I take it that coincides with the date of the Bruce concert, not just a random date yes. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, no, they're all they're all Bruce fans. Yes, it's a it's a wild party to see the to see the show. Um so I, you know, not a destination I I would normally think of to go see a Bruce show, but why not? Absolutely. And um, I have I had plans um, to go to Rome and to Edinburgh, actually. Um, Scotland is very uh, near and dear to my heart. And I am still trying to work out those logistics. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Good. Definitely, yes. If you can make it to Scotland, you know, obviously, you know, I'll be there. I'd be delighted to see you if that can happen. So um, keep us posted with that. Absolutely. But it sounds like, as as you as you rightly say, something we haven't mentioned. One of the the great joys about a concert is not just the experience itself, but it's it's being there with loved ones, old friends, family, um, whatever's important, whoever's important to you. That is what this tour has really become about for many of my friends. Um, as we um, come to terms with how we feel about the pricing situation, many of us are choosing to remember that we all know one another because of this incredible artist who changed our lives. We wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't have the types of close-knit camaraderie without Bruce Springsteen. So That's right. We, we wouldn't to, be talking here today. Yes, we wouldn't be talking today here in the cafe if it wasn't for that initial connection. So uh, Absolutely. Here, here we are. Thank you, Rosie, for that bacon buddy because it was delicious. <laughs> You're ask you how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um... <laughs> It looks it looks delicious and it smells delicious as well. So we're we're only three thousand miles away, but we could smell that bacon from here. <laughs> in my dreams, you guys, I'm I'm enjoying fine pub food in my dreams. <laughs> well, well, here's to that. And uh, um, on a personal note, Donna, as as someone who has been fortunate enough in the past, both um, as a, a privilege to contribute and to benefit from Bruce friends myself. Um, uh, in Ireland, I needed to switch from a, a standing uh, to a seated ticket, and uh, Bruce Funds made that possible. 
So I must add my, my personal huge thanks. And of course, we, we're going to wish you everything you need, all the, the, the power and energy and resources to keep on keeping on for the Bruce community we're talking about. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I tell people every day, I cannot do this without your support. Yeah, and it, it is a community very much. I think Dan used the word there, but it's one thing we use a lot now. It's, you know, the reason why we do this is not so we can hear ourselves on Spotify. It's to pull the community together and to connect, you know, and we've only been doing this a few weeks. And so far, the people we've been talking to, we've had some brilliant stories back from the 70s. We, we talked to people only very recently who traveled to the first couple of shows and the best part that um, I think it was Kev, Kev Kessler mentioned to us, he said, the best part of the whole experience, and it's not the gig, it's the experience, was the, the parking lot beforehand, the tailgate parties, and connecting with other people in the same community and sharing stories. And, and, and that's the highlight of the day for Kev, he said. And I think another report we had from somebody else who traveled from the UK was that, yes, he was a little bit, unexcited because of the whole dynamic pricing thing but half an hour beforehand you know when the lights start to just dim and the buzz comes up in the arena everything was forgotten the whole thing was forgotten and you walk out there a happy man and you know it's yeah we are alive <laughs> so it's um it, it's it's it is a community very much so and, and we're trying to do our best here and you're certainly doing your best to make sure that people get to the gigs the people who are, are um are wanting to who can't and, and facilitating that. And uh, you're probably doing a little bit more than being a conduit. You're doing a huge amount of work, and uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, we've got a couple of things just to finish off with, uh, Donna. Um, one is, again, it, it's a personal question re relating to Bruce. Um, if you could go to a gig now and wave the magic set list wand uh, and ask for one song, what song would you ask the band to play? I have to preface this with I I stopped chasing songs because I got my chased song, which was Drive All Night, oh. and it was a terrible experience. Oh, no. <laughs> Where was it and so, what happened? Because you have to tell oh, us. I've got a similar story, but I'll let you tell your story. What, what was your story? I was at, I was at Fenway Park, and... Um, which for me is like my world's colliding because I'm a Red Sox fan. I was out of my mind, blissed out, so happy to be there in the moment. He's starting to play drive all night. I'm like, this is really happening. I can't believe it. <clears throat> Three men, mm. rather large men in front of me, proceed to act out the song in its entirety with elaborate gestures, <laughs> interpretive Jim, Jim dance Page. It was Jim Page. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have a friend who, who, who's been told off for doing this, but um, it is over to <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, having said that, um, I told myself I wasn't going to chase any more songs, but Priest... If I hear Priest live, yeah. I feel like I could really, really be happy, extra happy. 
And it was on the uh, prepared set list the other night, wasn't it, for Hollywood uh, in Florida? Yes, it was. It, it, so it, it means it's getting closer. <laughs> it's definitely getting closer. Fingers crossed for Detroit, Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope that happens. So um, to, to finish off, we're, at the end, we're going to ask you to tell uh, all our listeners the best way to contact you, um, how they can donate, um, how they can actually make an appeal for tickets, Um so if you just give some thought to that in just a second, but we're going to play, if you're up for it, the E Street Shuffle. Would you like to go for that, Donna? You bet. I'm always up for fun. Let's play the E Street Shuffle. Excellent. Okay, so let's just shuffle the cards. Oh, first one. You're stranded on a desert island, and you can take one record or album. Which one would it be? Tough question. Tough question. No, it's not a tough question, but I'm thinking why my explanation has to go along with it. It's Nebraska, and um, it might cause other people to unalive themselves, but it would be the one thing that would keep me going. So That's okay. You do, there's no explanation needed with some of them. <laughs> okay. I'd say it's quick fire, so sometimes you don't have to explain. It's just okay. Um, okay, let's have another shuffle. Um, you could be... A member of the East Street Band for one night, which member of the band would you be? Patty. Patty, okay. Explanation or no explanation? No explanation. <laughs> no explanation. Okay. Got time for another couple at least. Okay. Oh, right, okay. You're making dinner. You're allowed to invite two dinner guests. You've heard this one before, obviously. Um, past or present, who would you invite around the dinner table to join you? Bruce Springsteen and Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin, I've heard of. Never heard of the first guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be pretty quiet because Harry would be doing all the talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce would just want a burger. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go again. Okay, uh, book or Kindle? Audio book. Audio book. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, one more, one more. Here we go. Right, oh, the fa- this, this is one of our favorite questions. Um, do you watch Doctor Who, by the way? Have you watched Doctor Who? I have. Yeah, so you know what the TARDIS is. So I do. Place where you can transport yourself. Well, we we've got our equivalents called the gig time machine. <laughs> so within the gig time machine, you can um, just dial in the setting, and you can go to a gig that you've been to in the past, or a gig that you know of. Uh, so it could be something like I don't. Know, I want to go to Woodstock. Um, <laughs> So is there a is there one particular gig that you would like to dial into the gig time machine and, and transport yourself back to? Yeah, the um, the bomb scare show. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> remind us when that was, because that was in the seventies. Uh, we'd have to. We'd have to. I'm horrible with dates, but it was in yeah. the seventies. Nineteen seventy-five. I'm thinking. 
<clears throat> yeah, was it in the? It's just before he came across to the UK, wasn't it? I think Dan after they started the tour, so September October seventy five, the Bon Toronto tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell tell us. I'm, I'm intrigued as to why. I have never heard Bruce having so much fun as when he came back on stage. And I want, I love that audio and I would love to have seen that with my own eyes because that would be burned right here forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great Me and Dan experienced something not dissimilar to that. Um, Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say, Dan, which show it was? Go for it, Jeff. In Paris, twenty sixteen on the River Tour. When the power, when the power went, the power, went out the power got you. And what happened was it just went off, and yeah. security was a little bit touchy around there because there was a few incidents going on around Europe at the time. And when the alarms yeah. went off, a few of the audience actually left, but Bruce and the band went into the audience without any PA or sound. And we were just playing acoustically, effectively, walking around the audience. And wow. then he sat on the stage. He was signing autographs. He was. <laughs> it was it was bizarre. And then, obviously, everything came back on and the show took off again. So uh, that was quite That's memorable. That's what I love. Yeah, that was quite memorable. Yeah. The strangest version of Ramrod I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acoustic Ramrod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we mentioned about um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? How can they donate if they have any spur tickets, especially for Birmingham, especially for London? If we can help Vinnie in any way, how do we get in touch with you? Or anybody who has a desperate need for tickets, how do they reach you? My website is brucefunds.org. And you can also reach me on Instagram which is Bruce Funds Org, all one word. I'm also on Twitter when Twitter decides to function properly, and that is uh, uh, Bruce Funds, at Bruce, at Bruce Funds. Okay. Um, but really the main thing is please go to the website because the website has all of the details. There's a page to nominate, so you can nominate yourself, you can mm-hmm. nominate someone else, and then there's also a page where we have the current campaigns where you can read about Vinny and other individuals that I have vetted. And then you can read about tickets that are currently available. So there's a whole number of reasons why you should just go straight to the website. That's brucefunds.org. Brilliant. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thanks, Donna. We really do wish you um, all the best with this coming tour. We know that you're putting a, a huge amount of work into this. We know that, you know, you, you have a life outside of Bruce Funds as well. You know, <laughs> we know you've got the animals there, you've got work to do, etc. But, you know, your, your work within Bruce Funds goes on. And with 700 success stories, you know, there's 700 people there who are absolutely totally thankful for everything you've done. And from the East Street Cafe podcast, you know, we're sending you our warm uh, support and thoughts as well. And then, obviously, if somebody can uh, connect with Vinny or anybody else, get in touch with Donna through the website and uh, keep on rocking and keep on smiling as well. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to hit that follow button. This podcast was brought to you by Geezers in Glasses Productions. 